welcome to next week tonight. Welcome to Next Week Tonight, presented by Fusion Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Joshua, and this is a show that's going to keep you a week ahead of the competition. I'm telling you guys, it's a mindset more than anything. Thinking ahead, looking ahead, especially now we're into the bye weeks. Week 7, I, I tried to warn you about how bad the bye weeks were, but... Here on this show, we talk ahead of time, a full week ahead of time, about players to be adding before they break out. You can pick them up for free instead of having to pay for them on waivers the next week. These days, these weeks, we're focusing a whole lot more on streamers, trying to get you so you pick up the good matchups a week ahead of time for free, and you're not scrambling on Tuesday night to figure out who you need to pick up just to fill... A, a legitimate starting roster. All right, especially week seven, guys. It's rough, I know. But if you're really still scrambling and you need to find some guys, go back to week seven and check out last week's show, which is called week seven because, you know, it's next week tonight. Get it? So tonight we're going to be looking at week eight. Going to be a little bit more quick. We're not going to be doing a full version or a full podcast. Um, I'm also not going to be doing then a flash version either. It's just this. We're going to get through this quick. Probably not much of a recap either. Uh, every week I do this, I will say, I finish not really feeling great about my picks. And I, I don't know if you know that, but every week I, I'm on the edge there of not really liking my picks and being like, I don't know. And then I think of other guys later. Follow me on Twitter, at FusionFFB. I try to put out some names, additional names. Sometimes things changes. Last year, an ad we're going to talk about here in a minute, Preston Williams, Miami, not getting off of it. But he didn't quite get back healthy and didn't quite play. So that's something we got to be aware of. Also, I mentioned Nico Collins was not back yet, and so I liked Chris Moore. You can still go after Chris Moore in a deeper league, but Nico Collins the next day was uh, activated. And so um, not just designated to be active, but actually added officially to the active roster and played it on Sunday and had a pretty good game. So I told you before the weekend, once I saw that news, to actually go after Nico. And sure enough, he actually produced more than I had expected or hoped first game back so that's what we do here guys and every week i'm not feeling great about it and then the week happens and i look back and i'm like oh wow that worked out that worked out that worked out we have plenty of misses don't get me wrong but there's plenty here that if you invest a little bit more effort time energy into your teams really is going to help you been saying by Allen Robinson and Leonard Fournette for a couple weeks now. I actually just uh, try, trying to pick up some more shares here and there. Did get some uh, Fournette. Uh, yeah, so really interesting. Uh, we'll see how that continues. Some of these, I've got some more trades for you today. So let's, I keep saying we're going to get into it. We're going to be quick. So let's do it. You want to add, and this guy's a fringe guy, so it might be a trade, but Henry Ruggs. I've been down on him in the past, um, but he, he does have legitimate opportunity and talent. 
and he's building a connection with Derek Carr more and more. Any injury to Waller, anything like that, it's not Brian Edwards. It's Henry Ruggs. Hard for me to say, but hey, we got to come correct on this stuff. We got to admit it and move on like I did with Fournette, right? Chris Evans, Cincinnati Bengals. So every week we've kind of talked about a running back and that the main running back ahead of the backup that we were talking about seems to go down. So I don't wish any ill will to Joe Mixon, but he has been nicked up. He has been banged up this year and past years. So I like Chris Evans. I know they had Samaj Pirine and he's done some good work there. But as far as having upside, I like the Chris Evans play and maybe eventually even independent value if they decide to involve him, continue to involve him in the passing game. He had a receiving touchdown last this past weekend. So Chris Evans, um, but again, this is every week I have one of these running backs I highlight. It's just to bring up, go get the backups. Another one I will mention is Damian Williams was off for the COVID. Um, he probably isn't going to be back for this week seven, unfortunately. But when he's back, he'll, I believe, step back into being the starter there. Uh, Khalil Herbert did look good, though. But so has Damian Williams. Uh, if David Montgomery is still out, you could look for Damian Williams. You could stash him, throw him on your IR if you, he still has that COVID designation. All right, so go stash that one. Preston Williams, I mentioned him already, not backing off of it. We also have rumors of Deshaun Watson to Miami rumors. That's going to come up again in a little bit here. But when it comes to Preston, I, I like it. Again, everything's gone Gasecki's way with all these guys getting injured. But I'll tell you what, those, you know how I know Preston Williams can do something? Because when Preston couldn't play last week because of groin injury, he's still getting over. Mac Hollins is the guy who's scoring double digits. So if Mac Hollins is in there doing that, I feel like that could have been Preston's, and I think it will be going forward. Streamers, uh, of course, on by for week eight. We have just Baltimore and Las Vegas. You'd think you'd think they maybe put two of the teams that were on by week seven into week eight and have it four and four. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. Six games in week seven. Crazy. All right. That means that quarterback, you don't have Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr. Lamar Jackson, starter, and in Superflex, Derek Carr is very much relevant as well. I mean, depending on what your format is, maybe he is reg- either way. But I do like Teddy Bridgewater. We unfortunately played Thursday night, so you're not going to be able to pick him up now but you might be able to slip them through on waivers for cheap. Daniel Jones playing Kansas City. Let's go. Yeah, same thing. But with Bridgewater playing Washington, we're just going to keep picking on Washington with quarterbacks and receivers. Just as a general rule until they prove that they can stop it. We're just going to keep picking on them. Running back for buys you're missing, of course, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. Uh, now, it, I guess it's Devonta Freeman, some Le'Veon Bell, and Latavius Murray is injured. But maybe by week eight, he will be good enough to play, but he's on by, which is good for him. So coming back out 
to week nine, we might be talking about picking up Latavius in next week's show. Tony Pollard playing Minnesota. I could see this being a high volume, high points. And Minnesota is something like 12th, 13th against. So they're not the greatest, but they're not really the worst either when it comes to running backs. But uh, yeah, 13th. So um, just, again, borderline owned in a lot of leagues. But I always say these guys from most, you know, who I would most want to start. And usually kind of baked into that is is ownership as well. Because if I'm, probably other people have figured it out too. So I get it, Pollard might not be out there. I'll tell you who's probably most definitely out there is Sony Michelle. Uh, plan against Houston, who gave up the fifth most points to running back. We'll see how that goes. I even like him. His The schedule is just good. So maybe that means you should be buying Daryl Henderson. Probably already should have been, but I do like that uh, for Sony Michelle if they decide to balance out the workload or the worst should happen to Henderson again and he missed a little bit of time. All right, and lastly, we already mentioned it, Chris Evans. You could stream him against the Jets if he starts showing some more here in Week 7. You could play him Week 8 against the Jets, giving up six most points to running back. Wide receivers. Okay, Tim Patrick of the Broncos you could pair him up with Bridgewater again we're playing Washington and I'm picking on it um I'll have to swing back around and if I can find my notes I didn't put it here in the sheet right for more receivers to stream we're going to go on to tight end uh any Patriots tight end Hunter Henry Janu Smith yes even Janu Smith um and Hunter Henry was a stream for us a couple weeks ago Hopefully he picked him up when people were off of him. He's had a strong few games. I think three weeks of with a touchdown in a row, something like that. Maybe it was three touchdowns, but I think it was three weeks, one touchdown. Playing against the Chargers, who give up the most points to tight ends. They're a pretty good defense as a whole, especially in the passing game, and they funnel a lot of work to running backs, but also to tight ends. So, Look for them on your waivers. Also, borderline Evan Engram, Kansas City, playing um, Kansas City, fifth most. This is just paired up with our quarterbacks, right? Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Bridgewater with Tim Patrick, right? And now we're talking about um, Daniel Jones with Evan Engram. So you kind of get a little bit of mini stacks here, too, if you're in DFS. There you go. All right, and then a guy I'm confident is going to be owned, but really he shouldn't be because you should have picked him up last week because you could stream in week seven as well. CJ Uzoma has a nice stretch of schedule here. You should, if you're struggling, if you have injuries, if you had Tyler Higby or something. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I hope you sold him. Uzoma, go ahead. Decent start. High upside. You, you might not be much of anything. All right. Um, for wide receivers, I was trying to find a note here. I had been looking at some options on really weirdly, oddly, not a ton of great options for wide receiver. Uh, you, you could go pretty risky on some of these guys. Um, I don't know how risky you're willing to be, 
by the time we get to week eight, I don't know if Chenault is going to finally rebound or if people are going to be done with him. But keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, not not a lot of great options for wide receiver, but thankfully it's not a bad week for wide receiver as far as these buy teams. Not a lot of high. You're only losing out of Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Hunter, uh, Henry Ruggs, and Brian Edwards. And now I mentioned Ruggs earlier. Forgot to connect the dots here, right? It's their bye week. So again, easier to trade for a player on their bye week when, especially if you can give them back a receiver that they can start or something like that. So that's why especially this works out. And I just like what we're seeing from Ruggs as far as potential for more. All right, that was streamers. Keep an eye out. If I come up with anything for wide receiver, if you're in a league and you got a list of possibilities, hit me up with a DM. I'll check it out. At FusionFFB on Twitter. Trades. All right, we're coming in. Yeah, we're going to come in under 15. Nice, nice amount here. Trades. I really like Josh Jacobs. He's just getting solid work and being productive and good with it. Hasn't had explosive uh, explosive games and has stayed out of the spotlight so far since kind of returning to health and getting more work. But I also think there's a possibility that the coaches might even use him better as far as actually giving him some targets or something. So Josh Jacobs, again, this is these are kind of starter level players that you can go get that aren't going to cost a ton, but they're going to produce nearly as much as someone who's going to cost way more. That's how it was with Fournette earlier, not anymore. What twenty-one and thirty-point games? Mm, that's not so cheap anymore. Um, the other guy here, I said we'd bring it up again, Devonte Parker, Miami. If the Deshaun Watson trade happens. That boosts his value. Dynasty, redraft, I don't care. He hasn't been that bad. He's actually been playing pretty solid. Again, not explosive. Doesn't get spotlight. Very similar to the next guy, Corey Davis with the Jets. Big week one. Everyone's all excited. Not much since then. But he has had some steady production and involvement. And I think... I mean, he's just a touchdown away from being a top 20, you know, wide receiver in the week kind of guy. And as much as I don't like really Wilson, he could improve. He could mature as the season goes, get better for the second half of the season. So I like Parker here going into the NFL trade deadline if something happens there. Even if it doesn't, still a decent option in a deeper league. So that's Corey Davis, and lastly Jacoby Myers. Uh, he's got to touch. He's got to catch a touchdown eventually. I mean, he had one, and then it got called back. I was cheering. I was like, "Yes, finally!" And then you saw the flag, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So Jacoby Myers with the Patriots, steady, steady work, um, and just a solid player. So I'd really love to see me actually get a touchdown. I just see that he's kind of playing at the floor without those touchdowns. And we're seeing Mac Jones also start to throw the ball more. I think they actually threw the ball more than any other team. Maybe not any other team, but they have been up there in the last three weeks. Very high. 
course, it has to do with the matchups. They play Dallas and Tampa Bay. We get it. But the point is we've seen Mac Jones slinging it some more, and I really like that. So more possibility there. Um, we already talked about selling uh, Marquise Brown already. I think it might have been a bonus later in the, in the show, uh, but that would be a trade away. Trade Marquise Brown away. Rashad Bateman, we've already been telling you to get him. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, four of six targets, 29 yards. It doesn't sound like a lot, but as I was looking through this, I realized all four of his receptions went for first downs. All four of them. He has caught nothing but first downs in his NFL career. But that's actually really important because that's something they were lacking in keeping drives going. It was all... It, usually Mark Andrews kind of filled that role of getting the first down when he needed it. If That is exactly what they needed from Rashad Bateman. He's not going anywhere. He's going to continue to out-target Marquise Brown because he did in his first game back 6-5, to five, right? And that's not going to stop. 22% target share. It's not going down. Um, it's going to help the rest of the offense. It's going to help Lamar Jackson as a passer. He's already been better than everyone thought. And now what's he going to do when he can just throw that ball for first down instead of having to running for it? Let's say one out of every three of those scenarios. That's still less running for Lamar Jackson, which you could say it's a bad thing for him for fantasy, but it's going to push him to throw the ball more, more passing plays. And if they get the first downs, more first downs, more opportunities, this is how we build. This is how a team's um, snaps or plays goes up because they are successful. Now, sometimes they're so successful you have less snaps because you keep scoring touchdowns like crazy which has been a, an issue in the past for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. But I will say that's a pretty nice problem to have. We'll take the touchdowns, all right? And I think Bateman can be involved. So I'm really excited about that. You guys know I love Bateman. I'm not going to sit on that. We already went too long. Uh, if you go back and see, we got a bunch of things that went right last week uh, between, um, I should say last week, yeah, week five. Uh a bunch of wide receivers came through for you. The, the the running backs, I wasn't so sure about Malcolm Brown to begin with. The wide receivers um, were good. Quarterbacks were mixed, uh, Heineke and Wentz. And um, again, like we said, the Fournette call and even the Hunter Henry call all worked out. Um, just really interesting listening to podcasts uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and hearing the names that we talk about come up and I'm like, yes, already been there, already there, already told you to add Ricky Seals Jones. Like guys telling you it feels, and I, the reason I tell you that we're going to go longer. The reason I tell you that I feel uncomfortable coming out of it is to encourage you that if you're, if you're hearing me and you're like, oh, I don't know, that's, that's a little, not sure about that. That's, that's how you should feel. Now you don't want it to be too crazy, but the edge of crazy is where the upside is and where those winning edges come from. So let's just have a little faith. Be reasonable. Use your brains still. 
make sure you're taking into context, you know, the order I said them and things like that. Don't be picking up and playing Uzoma in a 10-team league and then complaining to me. All right, let's, let's, within reason here, but there's a lot of things here that I think will continue to help you. Look for more wide receivers, streamers. I'll see if I can come up with anything, but you're going to have to follow. And you're going to get those bonus uh, takes if you do. Hashtag next week tonight. Um, that's any next week tonight post, update, whatever. It's always going to have hashtag next week tonight. So keep an eye on that and give me a follow. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you in week nine it'll be week eight but we'll be preparing and looking forward to week nine this is not a bad week eight's not a bad bye week but there's more bad ones coming so you want to still be on top of it again like it's a state of mind of thinking ahead planning ahead and it's how you're going to get the edges to win your leagues hopefully win some money let's go see you next week <laughs>